Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Ask Dave number 11. It's Tone Talk. Special Saturday edition. What's up, Dave? Sat Saturday edition. We're, and we were only one minute late. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> That's At least pretty good. judging by the clock on the computer here in front of me. Not too shabby. Which I'm assuming is correct. Yeah. Yeah. I hope everybody had a good week. Um, I know I did. Um, and where did you spend the whole week in, in Vegas, Dave, or no, you were, no, I wasn't in the weekend. I was in Vegas on Monday and Tuesday and then drove back bright and early to go to the factory to test amps bright and early on Wednesday, morning. straight there. Nice. Cool. Yeah, and I was a little burnt by the end of that day. Oh yeah. I didn't realize it was four hours, five hours from LA. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, if you can, you know, it, it is because it's, uh, I forgot how many miles it is technically. Cool. I thought it was like a real quick jaunt. I don't know why I thought that, but well, it, it's, it's relatively quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> relatively quick five hour drive, uh, you know, we're four and a half, maybe if you're lucky, we're unless you're doing like a hundred or something and then you're going to get there faster, but right. Of course you're also going to maybe get a ticket it might cost you a little bit of money <laughs> they should have like a mega highway from like la right to they're vegas. talking about doing a high-speed train mm. from la to vegas uh it, let's see how that pans out or if it ever does yeah in our lifetime yeah yeah i don't think yeah i'll be too old yeah <laughs> hey while i'm thinking about it make guys make sure you hit subscribe to our channel um, I rarely say it at the beginning of our videos, so, uh, please hit subscribe. We just hit the 20,000 mark. So that monkey is off our back. Uh, so now we can look forward to 50,000. You, you need a little banner that pops up that says hit subscribe. Have you ever seen other channels that do that? I, I have that actually. Yeah. That? There you go. I mean, I could leave that up the whole time, but it kind of looks stupid. So. <laughs> so but uh yeah guys make sure you please hit subscribe click the bell because i know based even just based on looking at stats of our channel i can see that like 40 percent of the people who watch our channel are subscribed like it's a huge percentage that pe of people who watch our channel are not subscribed yes so if it's you're weird. not just hit subscribe and it's not a big deal. You'll just be notified when there's a new video. Yeah. There's yeah, no exactly. spamming going on. <laughs> if you click the bell too. Yeah. We're not going to, you may, may get a picture occasionally of something. Oh, speaking of pictures, I got a picture. I should share it. Is there a way I can share it? Um, let's see. I'm going to go to that guy's picture. It, it was Glenn Foo, Glenn F U. Oh, I Ooh. saw the picture. Yeah. Let me, let me open it. And, uh, and I'm going to go back and then I'm going to be, see if I can share this with, no, I don't think I can. Fuck. Hang on. Uh, share screen. All right. Let's see if we can do this. Uh, you guys are looking at my desktop and there he is. Can you see Glenn? Can't see anything. You can't see anything? Nope. Well, maybe other people can see it. That's cool. 
if I you can't so when you normally share your desktop i see it yeah okay all right well and then it didn't work bug it <laughs> i don't know what to do these this software let's see share screen entire screen share chrome has lost permission to capture your screen to fix it all right fuck that i'm not going through all that crap right now well, anyway, the guy, it was a picture of the guy holding yeah. the car he won, and he's a yeah. happy camper. So there, there you go. Technology. Uh, yeah, but Glenn. Enjoy, Glenn. Glenn. But actually, his name is not Glenn. That's the irony. Um, oh. That was just his YouTube name. Oh, okay. So uh, I think it was David. But anyway, enjoy the guitar. I hope you really enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to share the picture, but I shared it on our socials. And also in the community area. But go look there. Of, of YouTube. Yeah, go look there. Exactly. All right. I think we've probably gathered some questions by now that we can jump to. Um, oh, I saw, just to mention, uh, I saw Bon Jovi last week, um, and uh, which was cool. Um, met up with Phil X and uh, John Shanks and Hugh McDonald the next day. Uh, and I, the other guy, I forgot his name. He was the tech, one of their techs. Um, went vintage guitar shopping. And went to a vintage guitar shop called the Guitar Broker down here in in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And it was fun. Had a, had a really good time. Cool. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Those guys were cool. And so Shanks, John Shanks agreed to come on the show. And so did uh, Hugh McDonald, uh, who, if you guys don't know, is a legendary bass player uh, and has been with... Bon Jovi, a really long time. He's played with a lot of other people. So that'll be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add to that? No? Absolutely. No, no. It'll be great. John's got all sorts of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know I have a bunch of questions to ask him, but I don't know if he's going to want to answer them. <laughs> no, he probably will. You think? Yeah. Okay. I know I want to ask him about the uh, different kind of truth album. So uh, that's sure. Know. I'm sure he'll be happy spill, to answer that fill the beans on that because he i know he, i know i know he said he needed therapy after that <laughs> <laughs> well i want to hear why so uh all right let's jump right into it michael lenhoff how are you uh what is the best noise gate that doesn't alter the tone of your amp that's a loaded question um it depends i'm not going to say that <laughs> Well, what do you want to do with the noise gate? Just to get rid of noise? To hush it up? Do you want it to gate it? Do you want it to be an effect almost where it's like really chopped? I mean, the uh, the decimator stuff works really well. Um, even the mini, the new mini one works really well. Um, smart gate can actually work pretty well also. MXR smart gate. Um, I know that's what like Van Halen used in his amp. Um, I mean, those are the, those are kind of the main players. Okay. Those two are sort of the main players. Yeah. I, I've used the smart gate to, it's great. Yeah. It works really well. Yeah. I've also used the boss NS2. It, it, it works. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I don't know if it alters your tone though in the boss. Not sure. No, none of those really in the loop will alter the tone. They're they're quite good. If you put it in front, 
Uh, nah, actually, all those are really quite good. Okay. Uh, putting it in front is kind of useless. Yeah. It Unless is. you are specifically going for something that is a really chopped, gated thing, mm. you're not going to really gate out guitar noise. It just doesn't really happen. Pickup okay. noise. It, it's, it's hard. That's almost impossible. No, I've seen like if people use like certain pedals that happen to be noisy, then they put a smart. Well, you can't do that. Smart gate works yeah. really well, I think, for that. Like if you had a really noisy like overdrive or high gain, super high gain, you can actually like I, I know I think in Steve Stevens rig that I did, we had a couple of the mini decimators after certain boost pedals that were adding a lot of hiss when you kicked it in. Right. So it just kills the hiss because it's in a loop. Both pedals are in a loop together. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Uh, you know, because you can just turn them on and off. It's sort of like if the pedal had a gate built in. Right. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Or well. Uh, I do that with Cantrell, too. Oh, okay. That's in a rack kind of thing? Or is it on? Uh, it's it's pedals, but it's in the rack, yeah. Yeah. But like his the Tube Screamery boost that he uses has that in the loop with it. Mm-hmm. So it can just kill that. And also wireless hiss from wireless units. Uh, there's a lot of hiss generally uh, that happens with uh, wireless units, even the high-end ones. And we generally put a smart gate after the wireless units set really minimally just to take out the hiss. Like almost not on. Right, right. Yeah. All right. It's just to take the hiss out. <clears throat> All right, Matt Cade, hope you're doing good. Hey, guys, I've always been curious about the Dookie Bradshaw gain mod that Billy Joe Armstrong has on his heads. I wonder which Friedman amp would get close. Pink Taco, maybe JJ Jr.? I mean, uh, you know, it's a two gains. It's Well, it's a th- technically three gain stage mod, so it's similar to a BE channel. Um, it's not the same. It has more gain than that, but it's also looser and has kind of a less tight low end. Um, you know, maybe a JJ Jr. would be in similar if you're asking out of those. Mm-hmm. More so than the PT. And then one of the, what about the bigger amps? Um, I mean, any any of them kind of. Yeah. You know, really. I, I mean, you could probably, if you had one next to it, you could probably dial in something that would resemble it. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Ian O'Rourke. Dave, I'd love to know who really started this whole amp modding thing that all the 70 LA guys were part of. That's interesting. Uh, so that probably would have been Paul Rivera. Um, he's the earliest guy that I can think of that uh, was doing mods to like, you know, deluxes and marshals and things like that, at least, at least in the LA area. And that was in the seventies. So um, I would say Paul Rivera for sure. And then, you know, and then like Lee Jackson had worked for Paul Rivera. Mm. So a lot of the DNA that it was in the Lee Jackson thing came from Paul Rivera. 
I, I'm sorry that I don't know the answer to this. Is Paul still around or yeah. senior? We mm-hmm. should get him on. Do you think? Yeah, we should on? actually. That would be great. He's a nice sure. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Do you know him like personally? Uh, I can. I can probably make that happen. Yeah. Let's do that. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That would okay. be good. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was asked once before a long time, like, uh, who, so, so Bruce Eggnator's mentor kind of was Paul Rivera because Paul was the earliest guy he knew doing mods and things like that. And then it, it kind of went full circle, Paul to Bruce, and then Bruce would have been my mentor kind of. So you know, I, we always had a joke about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then you, I guess with Paul Rivera was, do you think around the same time it was Randall Smith? Yeah. Randall was messing with some stuff in Northern California. With the but I mean, LA was like, you know, the, uh, the, you know, hotbed for music and, and everything at the time. And, and so, you know, sessions and different things. So, you know, Paul was kind of in the trenches with those kind of guys, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Paul Rivera modded Princeton's. Paul Rivera modded Deluxe's. Paul Rivera modded Marshall's. Although you didn't see too many of those, but they did exist. Hmm. Oh, you never see them on the market. Like that stuff pop up ever. Um, the Paul Rivera Fender stuff you do occasionally, but yeah. But you're right. It's long gone. Yeah. You know that? <laughs> People just hold on and they're hoarding it. Uh, Jonathan DiCarlo. Hey man. Um, he actually bought a module from me recently on, on reverb. Um, and, uh, wrote me on there. He was like, Oh, I didn't know that I bought, I bought it from you, Mark <laughs> from the show. So that's cool. That you recognize me. Um, he wants to know, uh, thanks. Well, first, thanks for keeping the show going. Any timeline on the new synergy modules, BE deluxe or any others? It's done. It's in manufacturing. I don't know what the timeline is. So hang on. Okay. It should. I mean, I would think it would be relatively soon. Okay. I, I, I don't have control over that. Once once my part's done, that's it's up to Synergy to I'm yeah. not really privy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh Jonathan sent me some pictures of um guitar you just built i think it's a, like an, a blend of a van halen inspired iceman paul gilbert kind of thing oh cool um i can't share it right now because i can't figure out how to share my screen jonathan but i'll <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll share it on this on the uh social media stuff um i know you asked me about that uh let's see i know there's more um Let's see. BMO. Hey, Mark and Dave, do you guys have uh, any news about amps which may come out this year? Hang tight. Uh, the SS, the SS amp, SS100, the V2, finally, after like three years. <laughs> That's coming shortly. I mean, as in very, very soon. Like maybe yep. within the month. That's cool. So, uh, other than that, there's another product that's going to come later in the year. Can't really say what that is yet. But, uh, I mean, there's lots of ideas for other products. There's lots of stuff that can come out. It's just uh, producing things and doing stuff right now is hard. It's just very hard to, to get stuff out. Parts shortages, all sorts of things, so. 
huge back orders you know it's like hey here's a new product hey what about my other products that i ordered <laughs> you know yeah uh tone boner are there any input outputs on the freeman buffer bay that are des designated for certain things uh only the guitar input and buffer output obviously it's a buffer and that's a and that's a mono through everything else is can be a trs or a tip sleeve and they're all passive throughs and other than the buffered through and so they can be used any which way you want to use them there are some things you need to know because of the the way the stack jacks are that we use if you let's say go in the buffer in and come out the jack on top of the buffer in to the front of your amp let's say after a chain of pedals mm -hmm. and you have anything extremely high gain in that it can actually cause an oscillation because the contacts of the jacks are so close to each other um, because these jacks are stacked and they're just sort of right next to each other. It can actually cause an oscillation. So in some instances, it might be better to use the through next to it as opposed to on top of it for that chain. Hmm. So something we discovered after the fact, maybe one day I'll redo it so it won't ever do that. But um, So it's like kind of offset. That's a whole, well, it, it, that, well, that's a whole nother. It would have to be bigger hmm. in order to do that. Yeah. 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 Uh, BV, what's going on, man? He's our supporter and uh, moderator for the channel. We really appreciate it, BV. Um, so Thank you. you. Hit subscribe, please. Uh, we got Brian, who's a new Run 20 owner. Hey, cool. I saw him in the Free, I think in the Freeman Facebook group. Well, I hope you like that. it. Yep. Uh, Alex B. Thanks for the super chat. Hey guys, Dave, can you describe any difference in feel and gain structure between the V1 Steve Stevens and the V2 that's coming out? Good question. Okay, so the uh, the clean channel is exactly the same. Um, you obviously in the power section of the amp have a, a thump knob on this amp and a system volume. Um, so you could get a different feel with those, you know, and how, how they're turned less or more. Uh, the overdrive channel is ever so slightly more gain, just a little bit and a little bit more aggressive, um, than the original, uh, meaning it's a small change. It's, it, it's not too, too much different. Um, but, uh, one little change, just a tiny bit more and a little more aggression. So it's pissed off. <laughs> cool. It's a cool amp, but it still retains all that kind of plexi goodness that, you know, the original had. Right. Well, you know, if Steve Stevens is playing it, it's going to sound good. Yep. Uh, Jay Voigt. Hey, Dave, can you let us know what the current state of amp building is at right now with parts and tubes? I'm sure all amp builders are experiencing the same healed at the moment. Well, we're making amps. You know, the, the, the big issue, we're okay on tubes. We, we have a new tube supply that's, that's going to be great. So we're good there. Um, transformers are a little slow on getting them because, well, a couple things. Uh, you know, 
One, there was a transformer company that shut down. Uh, and now everyone went to one transformer company, Haybor. Uh, so they have been, you know, extremely uh, slow in production. They're just working as hard as they can, you know. And the same with us, really. I mean, we're fine on chassis. We're fine on most other parts. We, we've we've got a supply of everything, pretty much. Occasionally, you have to switch parts because something's not available. But that's starting to get a little bit better. Um, you know, the, the biggest problem is, so during the pandemic, when we were shut down for a little while, orders kept piling in. So we were back ordered. Then we had more back order because they were just piling in. And then we had the fire, which put also a kibosh on production for a while. But orders kept coming in. So now our back order is so high, it's crazy. I mean... Do you have like an estimated time, like how long it would take you to get out of the back order situation? Years. Well, there is there is no getting out of the back order because there's constant orders coming in. Right. So um I don't I don't know the exact figure that all of boutique is back ordered, but it's triple what it normally was. Wow. So I mean we, we used to run a you know um a back order a, a relatively we always had we were always back ordered so okay so it's it's just right. constant yeah and catching up i don't know how right because you know there's only so many parts there's only so much labor well there's only so many we can produce and and trust me i so this week i mean i tested two days at, at the factory so there's a lot of amps i tested a lot so that's good going out you mm -hmm. know that is good uh we've got dr z Hey Here. man, what's up? Hello, how are you? Love your stuff. Good guy. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we had him on. We had Mike on when, like, what was that? Like some some year, three, three some... years ago or something. Yeah. <laughs> pre pre pandemic. Hope you're doing good, man. Uh, Mike, maybe you come on again sometime. Yeah, love to have you. Got um, something you're gonna make new or something or promote? Yeah, he makes great stuff. Um, I, I like thought about like, oh man, if he could reproduce that amp at Liverpool, whatever that amp was that Pete had, that, uh, what was it called? That was a train wreck, mm -hmm. whatever model that was, if he could reproduce that, like those, that, that thing sounded amazing. That train wreck was amazing. Yeah. Incre yep. Incredible. Uh, Brian Halverson. Uh, Dave, can I order a 212 slant to match my run 20 loaded with your mismatch celestions? You can, although the mismatch in the 212 does not sound as good as you think it would. I did try that and I, and I compared it to a 412 and I found that the vintage thirties in it sounded better when comparing the 212 to a mixed four by 12, like a being. Hmm. Um, but you could put a, maybe a cream back or something in the, I wouldn't put the green back. Okay. Then don't listen to me. Cause that's what I did. 
what did you put I, a... I, I put a green back in i have a mesa boogie uh mesa boogie i should say sorry um 212 and i have a v30 and a green back in it uh it just it it really the power handling capability then is pretty low right but i, I agree that's what I, that's i think i mentioned that 50 watt cab yeah you have to you can't crank it mm -hmm. right right i, I yeah. don't play too loud so you know yeah i agree with you that's true yeah uh, at that point just put two greenbacks in it okay, <laughs> okay. yeah i get you yeah uh, yes you can order that cat you can order a, a runt grill cloth cab sure and and you can order it with whatever speakers you want now how long that might take to get that's a different story because mm -hmm. the wood shop's backed up see the real problem the bottleneck is the wood shop tolexing in the wood shop it you know it takes skilled people to tolex things you know and you can't just throw someone in the tolexing department and you know say hey here's your new job it it's it's a highly skilled job and to get it right so you have and, to either find people that know how to do it or train them and training's got to take time I, yeah finding people that know how to do it is almost next to impossible, impossible but yeah. training uh you can do that but you know there's always you know it's like what if that person leaves the really good one and then how do you you know constant constant problems and the wood shop just can't you know can only produce so much you know cabinets out of it you know it's, it's it's a big company that it's not just my cabinets you know it's right everything under the boutique brand so it's you know it's all all the tone king all the synergy all the soldano all the morgan what a lot of cabinets and head shells to make yeah yeah what's going on with the guitars they're being made yeah slow slowly this is not at the same pace we were making before. Gotcha. Uh, we should have Phil X on again. Um, I mentioned it to him. So I'm sure he's on the road for a while. Um, so when he gets back, maybe uh, we can hook up with him and do another part, do a part two. Um, Dave and Mark, any tips for making a vintage style stat, st vintage strat style whammy bar stay in tune besides installing a Floyd? Well, well, then well, I mean, there's lots of little tricks and 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 tips, but uh, locking tuners uh, that's going to help a lot. Um, whatever, if you have a string tree, you better make sure there's not too much down pressure on on the string tree. And it should also be something, maybe even a, a graph tech style string tree that's slippy, slides easy. Uh, you have to make sure the nut is cut really well and really smooth and there's no hangups in the nut. Uh, you also can use a little bit of uh, Teflon, like tuner lube kind of um, um, in the nut slot a little bit. Uh, as far as the bridge goes, oh, there's all sorts of things with the bridge, how the bridge is set up. Does it pull up? Does it not? You could even put, um, the Wilkinson locking saddles on the, the bridge, which would help a lot. But if you have regular bent metal saddles, um, 
you know, I'd, I'd almost recommend these saddles that are from um, Highwood Saddles. Um, the screw is less wobbly and stays in better. Doesn't uh, scratch your hand either. Um, those are better. You don't want anything moving too much, you know? So, um, uh, you know, there's other things too when the guitar is made. Um, so you have six screw holes and this one great luthier talked to me about this once. So you have six screw holes and so they're just, you know, the screws are going right down through the paint, right? So on those screw holes, you better make sure that it's, it's flat. There's no like paint bulging up because it pivots there. Um, you what you can do is he used to each screw hole do a slight countersink on each one so it takes the paint away so there's nothing you know um sticking up you know from the screw going into the wood there's no wood there's no nothing and um you can also wax it under there um and then when you put, install the bridge, you install it without the springs, and you put this um, a bridge down to the guitar, and you take the two outer screws, and you screw it down till the bridge comes up with the screw, and then back the screw off on the outside screws only. And then the, the center screws are up a little higher than the, the two outside screws. So you can do all of that stuff. You can also, where the string goes in the block, you can put a dab of te Teflon lube also to make that helps the, it not getting hung up in there. Um, that's all the tricks I know. It's a lot of tricks. <laughs> it, 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 it's a lot of tricks, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's not going to be in tune. It's not going to stay in tune. It can it can get relative if you're not if you're going to abuse it. It's definitely not going to stay in tune, right? Yeah, but it does I mean, sound good. I know one of the tricks that I mean Eddie did tons of stuff like that you that you were talking about, mm -hmm. um, oiling and you know wide nuts, brass nut, yep. you know all that crazy stuff. Um, but I know even still, he'd have to, you know, uh, pull the trim back. You know, like he yeah, or pull the string, pop the yeah, string, and then pop the strings back into tune because yeah, you know, uh, it still was going to come out. It, it was going to go in, out of tune anyway. But yeah, those are great tips. Really good. Yeah, awesome stuff. Um, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Joe Johan McClure. I have an Egnator Vengeance 120 that keeps kicking the fuse. I guess that means killing the fuse. Uh, suggestions probably a power tube. Most likely, hey, try this pull the power tubes out of it and put the fuse in and turn it on. If it doesn't blow the fuse, most likely you have a funny power tube. Okay. Dave, will Friedman have a profile on Thomas Blue's Ampex that is coming out in June? I don't know anything about Ampex. I I do. Um, he talked about it a couple years ago at NAM, um, which is his oh, next maybe, yeah. Yeah, it's his next generation 
like he had the Mercury edition and then he had some other this is his next generation of Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm not sure when it's coming out. I don't know about having a profile of it. Uh we could always well, having a profile, I don't think he's talking about profile. Uh, we could always have him on again. Oh, talk okay. It, talk about it. Yeah. Well, okay. That's what he meant. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I'd love to, have, love to have Thomas on. He just wrote me recently. He's like, Mark, I have a friend here who has a treasure trove of lefties. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I, I like need Thomas. Yeah, but if, if he wants to come on to promote whatever it is, absolutely. Love to have him on again. Yeah, definitely. Thomas is great. Um, Sean is Cubs fan one. Hello from Chicago. I have a question for Dave. Do any of your amps run KT66 tubes or do they have the ability to? You could put them in any of our amps if you if you like how they sound and something you want to do. KT66 right now is kind of a weird... We're in a weird spot with that because... Uh, I don't think there's any being made right at the moment. Hmm. Anywhere. Does that so, apply to 88s also or no? No, KT88s are around, but KT66s, uh, mostly were made by Shugong, uh, Chinese manufacturer. Uh, they will be back eventually coming in January, I think. Uh, so they're going to start shipping tubes around then, I've been told. That's still a while a while away, and then other than that, I think there was a, a Russian based one, but we all know about that. That's not happening mm-hmm. right now, uh, and there might still be out there. You can find some, maybe, but all tubes are hard to find right now, <laughs> and, and you're gonna pay more. Yeah, the whole tube market doesn't matter now. You're paying more, a lot Yay. more. Yay, like, like double. So, uh, so the average price now for an EL34 will probably be $35 a tube ish. Great. You know, and then I, at a retail price, 30 to 35, probably. Right. So, I mean, it's not that, I mean, you know, a, a set used to be of cheap, one, a cheaper EL34s used to be maybe $80 for a quad. So now it's going to be 120 to 140 well, It's not the end of the world. but No, but it's, does that impact you when pur- purchasing tubes that the prices have gone up? Gone up oh, every, everything. Yeah, everything impacts everything. So yeah. let, let's explain this. So um, you're going to see price increases on our products. You're going to see price increases on Fender products. You're going to be seeing price increases probably across the board on every music company when they implement those, but they're all coming. Um, because... Cost of labor has risen greatly in California. Um, cost of transformers has gone up. Cost of chassis have gone up. Cost of speakers has gone up like 30%. Cost of tubes has gone up like 30%. Speakers, 30%. Everything. Jesus Christ. Across the board, the cost of wood to make the cabinets... Because, you know, you, you think Russian 
birch is what's used. Hmm. Tripled. The wood price is tripled. Well, now you can't get Russian birch, I'd imagine. Well, we we, we have enough for a few years because we, oh, well. we we bought in big right when it all happened, and right before and right when it all happened. <laughs> right. But it still costs us way more than it used to cost us. Like, and now it's just stupid, or you can't get it. Jesus. So what, um, are people, what, are, what are people going to use in place of that? There's nothing you can use in place of it, really, and have a great sounding cabinet. Really? No. Not really. I mean, you could use a different wood for head shells. You could use maybe some different woods for combos. But not here, two twelve and four twelve. Won't hmm. won't sound right. Oh, you can. It just won't sound right. I imagine other companies are using other woods, but to do it uh, right, I mean cheaper cheaper stuff. Yeah, you can use yeah. other woods. You know, the cheap cabinets and stuff too. But um, yeah, to do it right. Uh, wow, I had no idea. Literally, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I mean. Unfortunately, um, and literally, I mean, cost of every part has gone up considerably. So, but uh, the stuff I mentioned are the really big things that have gone up substantially. Uh, so okay. unfortunately, it's you know, coming. We can only eat it so long. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. Uh, Carl Engstrom. Thank you. Uh, hey, Dave, can you recommend any good literature on amp building modding? Um, yeah. Um, Merlin Belcourt's book. Um, Valve Wizard or whatever. Calls. Um, forgot the exact book. Uh, all, the, all the stuff from... Um, Kevin O'Connor in Canada, the uh, um, man, you guys are stretching my brain here. <laughs> uh, hang on, I will get the exact information. Okay. Uh, well, Dave's looking that up. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel. Also, check out Sweetwater. Uh, we provide a link. It's an affiliate link. So uh, anything you buy there um, still costs the same, but they give us a little kickback because <sighs> we're partnered with them. So check out Sweetwater. So uh, um, Merlin uh, Blencow, Blencow? Uh, Designing uh, Two Preamps for Guitar and Bass is a book designing power supplies for tube amplifiers, designing high-fetality tube preamps. Uh, he's got great information. Uh, it's the valvewizard.co.uk. Um, he's got great books, great information. It's good stuff. You can also go to uh, London Power. Um Londonpower.com. Uh, there's some great books there. Um, where's the books? Um, uh, 
<laughs> I'm just trying to find the name of all the books. No worries. And this was the question for Carl. Uh, Tut book selection. So, uh, yeah, there's the Tut Ultimate Tone. Oh, wait, I might not open the door for someone. Hang on a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get to the answer. Uh, yeah, so guys, I'm going to say it again. If you haven't, press subscribe and then also check out Sweetwater. They were really nice to uh, give us that guitar to uh, to give out for 20000 So I, I really want to thank you. All right, you're back. That so yeah, the Tut book selection. So the uh, Tut Ultimate Tone. You can. There's a bunch of books from him at LondonPower.com. Take a look at those. Uh, those are cool reads. Not just some of them. There's a few others I might be forgetting. Okay. Sebastian Huelmo. Um, he did have a question. BB sent me. Hey guys, greetings from Buenos Aires. I recently acquired a Park P75 head. And a Carol Ann OD2R1. I'm trying different sounds through my Torpedo Cab X. Which cabs would you recommend me to try? I'd say Dave's cabs. <laughs> my cab pack and um, Pete Thorne's cab pack, probably. Yeah. Just Definitely. buy the cab packs. Oh, and Michael Nielsen. Michael Nielsen has some good ones, too. Big hairy yeah. guitars. Yeah, I think if you get Michael Nielsen, Pete Thorns, and Dave's, you're you're covered for life. <laughs> you got them all. <laughs> you got enough. Um, so cool. All right. Uh, thanks for the question. Uh, I, Brian, I hear a lot of audio cut from you and Dave. Hmm. Really? Anybody else hear that? Yeah, I mean everything seems real stable to me here. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe it's your internet it could be i don't know um, everything seems good here uh mike torin what's up buddy what's in the rack behind you dave oh, hold on eagle eyes mike torin there's a little visual Ooh, what is that um well I'll bht uh, well i know but whose is it oh just a guy oh okay bht 252 fractal an old uh, Digitech Harmony machine, the MXR flanger doubler, which is super cool sounding. An old ADA preamp, a super lead from, I don't know how to say his last name. Mayanoskov or Mayanoskov or something, yeah. And uh, Synergy uh, Sin 2 with a Vi module and a Bogner module in it. And then a rack pedal drawer. A pedal drawer with a few pedals, yeah. Okay, cool. And then what's in the bottom? Is that a looper? What is that? Yeah, that's a RJM Effect Gizmo. Oh, okay. This is a rack we're finishing for a client. Gotcha. Uh, BB says our audio is fine. You had to see the preamps, didn't you, Michael? <laughs> he, he sees a rack. His eyes just go right to it. Yep. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Ah, um, uh, Stephen Douglas finally found a Marshall two hundred six one CX hand wired, my favorite cab ever made. Don't know why more people don't talk about them. It's a mini four twelve with diagonal speakers. It is a great, and the two hundred six one head with it, the matching head that goes with it. It's a great 
that that to me is like one of Marshall's unsung products. Of course, discontinued, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that twenty watt seems like everything gets discontinued. They, they sh yeah, that I I owned that head at one point. I didn't own the matching cab, but the head was so good. Cool. It was hand wired. It was yeah. It was instant ACDC. And that, I was running that through a uh, uh, the ultimate attenuator. Sorry, I was just reading a comment that was fucking killed me. What? You know, when I was talking about the high speed train, yeah, that they want to do to Vegas, the train would. He, uh, Floppity do said the train would be an interesting ride. Call it the vomit comment. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, especially on the way back from Vegas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> ouch yeah uh blix thanks for the super chat dave my plexi clone whines oscillates a bit when cranked what should i look for at to fix it still sounds rather smashing though probably has something to do with the input grid wires going from the jacks to the first tube uh generally speaking we do shielded grid wires um that's probably what it is okay uh steven douglas dave how do hand wired cabs versus non-hand wired cabs differ is it just marketing uh i mean like the only difference is one has a push-on connector versus soldered uh no difference not really i mean the gauge of wire can make a little bit of a difference you know generally we have thicker gauge wire that we used but i mean the spades are pretty tight i don't really think that nothing's going to really cause it's not going to sound different just because you, you solder it right you know, it's interesting. I was watching a video recently and someone was talking about uh, the differences between older Fender Blues Juniors and newer ones where when they switch to uh, non-lead solder mm -hmm. and that the certain j points were breaking on the amps because of the non-lead solder. Is there... No, nah, there's something there's something about that, but it, it it's more about how the amp was designed to begin with. Mm. Um, if you use like proper, um, double sided, two ounce copper circuit boards with plated through holes, your tube sockets and stuff, if they're on the board, are not going to crack. It, it's just not going to happen. The a, a thick board with Plated through, right. it's just not going to happen, and you're not, you're not going to find. Uh, but a single-sided board, when you, when you think of what a single-sided board is, it's a trace on one side of the board. So it's just a thin trace, and there's a pin comes in and just attaches right at that trace only. Mm. There's no solder that sinks down into the hole or anything. Right. So in a plated through board, there's a solder pad on the other side of the board on top of the board and the hole is plated through from top pad to bottom pad so when it's soldered that solder sinks down through the hole to the other pad even and it's a really solid connection right 
So instead of just having something that's, you know, just a plane of very thin metal that just soldered right there, if this pin wiggles, it's going to crack that joint. Right. Makes sense. Cool. Uh, That was interesting. 92 stone. Uh, I have this question right here. Thanks to BV. Um, I seem to gel with pedals that have a presence knob. I have a small box pedal, diesel VH4, two, Sinvertec, 3D titanium. Why don't more manufacturers offer a presence knob? I don't have an answer for that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, ours were sort of designed to mimic amps, sort of. So um it's like an app in a box into the front of a fender but like a tube screamer doesn't really need a presence knob you know but you should be using that into an already dirty amp kind of Mm. yeah uh i'm sure um i have no idea one of of my guitars just fell well look at that just out of the blue just out of the blue just like right behind me just fell Okay, I'll just put you down here. <laughs> How it's weird. a bolt on; it'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. vintage yeah. line. Who knows? I haven't made it yet, so it's 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 in it's it, it's in my brain. It's come, and then we're gonna start working on them shortly. So, how soon that'll actually come to light? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Michael Stark, do you recommend the small box pedal into the front or effects loop of a clean amp? I'd say in front. In front. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, depending, I mean, if you want to use it as like a clean boost, like a like a volume boost, you could put it in the loop of the amp. And Probably it not be... ideally geared for that. No, I wouldn't do that, but I'm yeah. just, I would put it in front. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, but it's playing devil's advocate. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, Mark Uzanski, uh, you should be able to share a tab on your screen rather than your entire screen. I had the same issue this week, and that was the solution. Oh, okay, all right, I'll try that next time with Dave. Uh, there was something with permissions, though. It just said so. so yeah, uh, it somehow lacks the permission or something. You got to get it granted. So. He'll figure it out. I'll figure it out offline. Thank you, though. Um, hey, guys, Mark, uh, did you ask Tim if he actually weighed Jimmy's number one when he had it in the shop? I happen to have a number one by the custom shop, and it weighs an even nine pounds, but always read that it's very light. Did we not talk about how much that weighed with Tim? I'm not really sure. Um, go back to the video and see. I don't really remember. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, Mr. Anderson. Um, I, I thought we talked about it at some point. I thought if my memory remember, I, I but no, maybe we didn't. He did talk a lot about the neck. Um, okay. Uh, hey, Mark and Dave, what's your opinion on dive only versus recessed Floyds? Do they sound any different, and what do you guys prefer? I mean. <clears throat> I mean, the Floyd against the body does maybe resonate slightly better. Um, do I prefer? I mean, I don't know if I prefer one over the other. 
I have yeah. I have guitars that float that sound great also. So, um, but th there might be a little more um, thickness or resonance to 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 the bridge against the body. There might be. Um, I don't know if I can hear it, but the the th only reason why I do it is if I'm using a D tuna or not. If I use a D tuna, then I put it I put it recessed to the body because you have to. Yeah, that's the way that works. Um, if I, I don't put a detune on, like I, I've, I've got a couple of guitars, my Cali and my, uh, over here, this Concord, those are floating, but then I have other guitars that, oh, and then the, uh, the Ibanez over here. Um, so I like them both. Gavin T, uh, did Gavin T give us a question? Oh, here it is. Satriani, he seems to be making the YouTube circles lately. Yes, he uh, he has, and I'd like to have Satriani on. Um, I think I wrote you that, Dave. Do you know anybody who knows him? I don't really. We could reach out to Steve Vai, but he's on tour now. So. I mean, he might have a publicist or something that we can maybe try to reach out to. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'll try. I'll I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Oh, I know who knows him. Santiago. Alvarez? Yeah. Oh, okay. He All knows right. him well. He might All be right. able to, he might be able to hook it up. Okay. I can reach out to him. That's cool. Uh all right. Um, let's see. Metal Mike, how are we doing? We're doing good. I'm doing pretty good. Hope you hope you're good. Uh, yeah, Satriani would be good. I'd love to have him on. Um, Jimmy Biter or Bitter. Dave, your thoughts on the PV Classic Series Two Power Amp? If you were going to mod one, what were those mod? What would those mods be? I have four of them and would like to do some mods too. Great show, you guys rock. Thank you. <clears throat> Which one? So uh, there was a a. a classic 50 50 that was really good sounding um and the only thing i used to do to that one was um i think i made it slightly darker sounding and i did that by bridging a cap across a plate resistor but which one now i can't remember probably whatever the first uh gain stage is in it and I, I just like a cap, just to darken it just a tad from where it was. Mm. And the and the other ones are fine the way they were. Classic 120 was a great sounding amp. Okay. Uh, B sharp, Dave. How do you suggest live micing your mixed speaker 412 or 1512 cabs to ca best capture their sound? Um, mix speaker four by 12. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, if you have your own sound guy, I, I would just mic each speaker. Um, yeah, just a little off the dust cover, right? Where the dust cover meets the, the speaker, the cone, um, and blend to taste but you really have to have your own sound guided in order to do that because uh what is the blend that you like mm. 
what you sonically hear out of the cab is some blend, but it's not probably equal blend is what your ears are hearing, depending on how you're standing. So you're going to like one over the other. You'd have to figure that out. Kind of a pain in the ass. Probably a better, honestly, just to pick the speaker that seems to sound the best through the PA and mic the one. Uh, the 15, 12, that's a whole different story and, and hard. You know, maybe you could mic the 15 speaker with like a kick drum mic. <laughs> like a D112 or something, and then mic the 12 with a 57, and then blend the two. Um, or maybe you can just use some IRs that are, um, you know, with an IR box of some sort uh, that have the blends to your liking mm -hmm. that you can test ahead of time. Someone might have done the 1512 cab as a IR out there, maybe. I'm not sure if they have. Good question. Yeah, interesting. I mean, you know, if you use an IR, like some sort of IR box, like a two notes captor or something, you still have your live cab, but you're just sending the house exactly the same thing night after night after night. There's no variance in it. So it's a good option. Okay. Uh, Michael... Geese, uh, hey Dave, any opinions, thoughts, experience on the long gone Elmwood amplifiers recently added a BE 100 Deluxe collection? Love it, thanks. Cool. I mean, I, I know tone merchants used to carry those years ago. Um, I, I don't think I've ever played, I mean, I have probably did play one once, but I don't really have much to say or I don't know too much about it. What's up, Vinny? Hope hey, you're Vinny. Doing good, man. Uh, he needs to get his ass down here to Florida, get a tattoo. I'm just bushing his balls. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we were talking. I was trying to talk him into getting a tattoo, right, Vinny? <laughs> uh, let's see. Shout out from Pembroke Pines. Wow. You're not too far from me. Real close. Um, Let's see. Oh, that's a good guess. Someone suggested Dave Kushner. Yes. Uh, he'd be great, and I know him. So, uh, yeah, that, I could I could work on that one. Okay. Dave Kushner. That would be awesome, actually. All right. Cool. Question from Vinny. What's your favorite stop tailpiece brand bridge? Oh, God. Uh... I don't know. Uh, I really don't know because I'm not that into Les Pauls. Mm. So I don't really, I don't, I have one guitar that is, well, two guitars that are Les Paul style. I can tell you who I got mine from. I mean, Tone Pros is what a lot of the pros use. You know, they use a Tone Pros bridge because it locks in place and just like seems to be common. But I, I the, the differences or I can't, I don't know. RS Guitar Works. I don't know if you ever, ever yeah, heard of them. Yeah, they make a bunch of stuff for Les Pauls and stuff that's cool. Yeah, RS Guitar Works. I had gotten a, a, a it's like an old style stop bar that, you know, kind of made to be like the old 50s style. Yeah. Whatever, whatever metal they use, I can't remember. Aluminum, I can't remember what the hell it is. 
Um, anyway, yeah, RS Guitar Works. Check them out, Vinny. Um, hey, Dave, any thoughts on the THD hot plate? Is it worth it? Thanks. Those were cool. Uh, it, uh, it was great for the time that it came out. There's better stuff now, but still, I mean, the hot plate was cool if you just took it down a couple notches or something. Yeah, and if you can get one for cheap... Yeah, it's still a worthwhile thing, but don't don't expect it to sound great really low. And a friend of mine, John Ziegler, is saying hi in the chat. Hi, John. Oh, hey, John. Cool. Uh, here's a new one. Um, Dave, what kind of car should I get? <laughs> it depends. It depends. <laughs> Are you a big guy? Like, I had to try to buy, buy a car for my son, and... Uh, He's almost six six, so so that's interesting. Yeah, you can't just buy a six six person a regular small car. Like I, I remember a, years ago, a million years ago, uh, someone I knew had a, a, like a new. I mean, this was a long time ago, new, but um, someone had like a new Mustang, and like I literally tried to get in this new Mustang, you know. And it was the most uncomfortable thing ever. It was just like you couldn't even get your head in through the door. Right, right. I, I, it's just like, and I'm six feet tall. I mean, but, but you know, you couldn't, you, you had to turn your neck like all the way sideways to try to get in. What a pain in the ass. Hate that. Yeah. That, that just doesn't work. So we were going to get him a, uh, like, kind of a entry level car from any one of those brands you know toyota hyundai whatever entry-level car like a, a kona hyundai kona mm-hmm. he got in it was like fred flintstone like you know like like he was just you know like his knees were to to the steering wheel and his arms were like his head was to the to the roof yeah so, the seat has to go back far enough i'm kind of picky about that myself like um it has to, you know, the seat has to go back far enough. First of all, I like the seat way far back. Me too. And uh, I I hate it when I feel like it doesn't go back far enough or the seat's too high or something and you can't adjust it right. And, uh, you know, funny thing is when you rent cars is when you really see. Right. You're like, true. oh, shit, I never want to rent this again. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but that's how I bought my new. That's how I bought my car. I bought a, a, a Kia Sorento. Because I rented it a bunch of times and I needed something that was a small SUV. I needed something that was, uh, had a hatchback. I could move some stuff in. I, you know, I could go to the hardware store and get things, you know, and that I rented it a few times and I did long drives and, and like, and I always was like, wow, this feels really comfortable. I like this car, you know, it just, just fit me. Right. Um, and I wanted to buying one. Yeah, because you got a chance Not to try a it. single issue. You know, I paid it off now. Well, there's your answer, uh, man. Get a Kia Sorento. But good luck. Good luck these days. You know, you um, the prices of cars have gone through the roof. Oh, it's crazy. And uh, there's no cars. Yeah, we were lucky to get Blake a car. So I bought this car used. It's a 2017 Kia Sorento, right? And I bought it used. For I mean, in the end, with everything out the door, I think I paid twenty three thousand or something mm-hmm. for it. Had twelve thousand miles when I got it. 
Um, and I looked it up. Same. It's probably, car. Worth that. it's probably worth that now, right? Same car. I mean, that's with taxes and everything, right? That's right. What out the door? I think that even included uh, extended warranty. I bought for fifteen hundred dollars or something, and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So now the price they're selling it for, without the taxes and everything, the same car is twenty three thousand dollars. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. I know. I know. I could sell I, my car right now and get that money. Of course, I don't know what I would get. <laughs> right. That's the problem. But yeah, yeah, it's a crazy market out there. There's no fucking doubt. Yeah. Um, if people are trading up in cars, it's a great time though because they can sell their car that used to be worth considerably less now for a lot more. And if they want to trade up, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, I mean, it's a relatively okay time, maybe. Right. Of course, then those cars are more expensive, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, some people who have yeah who have a car that that was used and they can make out trading it in. Um, and I agree, Doug. Uh, that was an awesome in-depth answer about the whammy bar tricks. Um, yeah, that that the, just that section alone should be cut out, and I should make a video of that because that was really cool. Um, let's see what other questions we have. I know we got a bunch more and we we're going to go for another 25 minutes guys right dave sure okay uh neil h no question just a big thanks thanks to you both and small contribution to the stella and single malt fund one day soon i pray a twin sister will be mine that's awesome thanks man hope uh hope you can get a twin sister also um i i plan on getting uh some version of the if you can see of that amp one day soon, whether it be a dirty Shirley twin sister or whatever's coming. So thank you. Um, let's see what else we got. Do you think, uh, from Murphy 67, do you think amp builders will start making more solid state analog options since getting tubes may become an issue at some point? You know, from what I see, maybe that'll happen, but there will be enough tubes again soon. It just might be a year from now. So, so there'll be two Chinese companies up and running by January. Right, you got Tad and still JJ. So. Well, Tad isn't a tube manufacturer. They, right, right, right. Tad is a, just a brander and a tester. Um, so really, there's only uh, there's Shugong in China and there's PS Vein in China. That's the PS Vein. That's what I was talking and, about. And um, uh, Shugong will be up and shipping tubes supposedly by January again. And they 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 shipped a lot of good tubes, you know, in the past. So. Um, so they'll be up and going and JJ is just severely backordered. They'll, they're still in business. They're still making things and you'll start to see some more of those come this summer from what I've been told. So, okay. It's just a matter of catching up now. Russian tubes. I don't know what will ever happen with that at this point. Yeah unknown even, variable even though mike matthews at some point said that they were still getting ta- tubes right yes but have we seen them yet no i haven't seen them yet yeah oh 
And then there's also people who would be like, well, why support Russian-made tubes? This That's is true, but, you, but, but this is true. But, um, you know, not, I would say not everyone would be for what was going, going on in, you know, in the country, you know? Right. Um, so, yeah. see, um, music therapy lads for the bourbon fund lately. I'm enjoying some basil Hayden, Kentucky straight bourbon. Wow. Now back to the studio build. Oh, cool, man. Thank cool, you. Cool, man. Awesome. Basil Hayden, Kentucky straight bourbon. I've had that. Yeah. Yep. Is that good? Uh, I'm not much. Uh, I'm not much. John Ziegler just keeps posting random things. John Jose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about Jose? <laughs> um. So, you know, there was something, so I had something interesting, and I think maybe Pete and I might do a deep dive into this. Uh, he doesn't know this yet, but <laughs> I'm going to make him do it. So I, I asked, uh, you know, I think this was brought up on the show um, when we did it, but I can't remember the show that we did with Jakey Lee. But I was having dinner with him. And I asked him the question again, um, what was used on that record? And now in a sober state at the time, <laughs> I was able to comprehend. Um, and, you know, it was a Jose modded Marshall that he had done by Jose. Not a super high game one, the standard mod one. Mm -hmm. And um, he had told me the story of he had, tr um, when he got the, the job and they were going to record this record they said well what do you need what cabinets what speakers what you know what do you need so he got the opportunity they bought everything and he had the opportunity of listening to all sorts of speakers so like he had all the different celestians available at the time evs uh including um uh, um altex uh jbls everything right and in the end, he had settled on EV 12Ls and the 4x12s. Hmm. So the record was recorded with a guitar straight in with a JB pickup into a Jose Modern Marshall and EV 12L speakers. And then later, apparently in the show we had, it was said that later he had left his cabinets behind and Zach found those. Hmm. And uh, and then that's how Zach started using EVs also. I don't remember that from the show. I don't either, but someone said this somewhere. Hmm. Okay. So I don't remember that. But but it was interesting. So now, of course, we have to do a deep dive on EV speakers in 412s. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So Do they still make them? Or do you just have to... Uh, yes, but I'm, well, I know uh, a guy that works for me has two old ones that we're going to probably use and I might try to get two more, but, um, cause what I've heard on shootouts so far online, um, there's a new EV classic and I think that sounds awful. 
Hmm. It's not the same at all. Although I do believe that the Zach Wild version does sound more like the original, but I haven't proven that yet. Hmm. So um, maybe the classic definitely doesn't sound like the original. What uh, what wattage are they? Uh, two hundred to three hundred watts. Zach Wild ones are three hundred watts. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It must be heavy as fuck. Also, we need like four people to move the cabinet yeah, around, around, around the shop. But, um, <laughs> it must be heavy. I want to see if we, uh, this is kind of a, and like if we do the deep dive, which he doesn't know we're doing, I think I'll use my Jose amp too, just for fun. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. And anything else uh, he said was uh, processed uh, later. So any effects or flange, chorus, anything was done post. Post. Hmm. Yeah. It wasn't done on the way in. Okay, that makes sense. I imagine it was loud too, recorded loud. Well, that's the way he likes or it. the amp, or the amp was cooking. It sounds like it is. Yeah. Um, Taylor three fifteen, love the show, guys. Dave, do you ever plan on releasing a five to ten watt amp for bedroom practice? Thanks. Oh, don't have to beat you mini. Don't think so. Um, but you never know. Uh, you could get it in, in this day and age with, uh, you know, it'll cost the same amount of money as a big amp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any reason to get a dirty Shirley instead of a twin sister? No, it'll do exactly the same sounds, uh, but more with the twin sister because you have control over the low end with the deep knob. And you have uh, a little bright, tight switch that'll just tighten it up a little bit and give it a little mid push if you wanted to. Mm. Or you can have the old sound. Exactly. Did EVH ever play any of your amps? And what did he say if so? Early on, he, yeah, early on, he got a BE amp. Um, although he didn't really, he kept looking at it as a Marshall and kept trying to turn everything on 10. <laughs> it doesn't really work with the way it's supposed to work but um yeah he was always intrigued but that didn't materialize into anything mm. well of course it makes sense for him to have his own brand right yeah absolutely um let me get to questions here i don't want to miss people's super chats uh Hey, Dave, Freeman amps feel great under the fingers, very friendly for solos. Why do, do some amps feel stiffer while some are more greasy and easier to play? Uh, that was just part. So I, I kind of grew up with an amp that was cranked, right? So like a, a plexi amp that was cranked. And a, and a plexi amp cranked has this kind of power tube compression and this kind of feel under the fingers. And when I was, you know, designing these amps, I just wanted that same sort of feel. And there's ways you can do that, but it has to do with you got to play with the filtering of the amp a little bit and the high end and how it's contoured to feel right under the fingers. It's hard to explain, but uh, but I was shooting for the sound that I was used to in my head, you know, mm -hmm. a little bit spongier. Yeah, little when you dig in, it has, you know, some people say, well, a cranked up 
super lead amp has compression because it's just cranked to the hilt and there's some comp it's open but there's some compression to it mm-hmm. and you need some of that compression because if you don't have some of that compression it just doesn't it sounds stiff and sterile totally sterile yeah. yeah yeah eagle ray bob thank you for the super chat uh i usually catch the podcast first time listening live thanks for a great show awesome recently picked up an old bogan pa head never heard of that brand converted to a guitar amp 60 watt two new old stock rca 727 power tube sounds fantastic thoughts on 7027a did i just get lucky you know what i don't i uh i don't even know what a 7027a really sounds like because the the amps that they're associated with are you know a lot of times are ampegs Hmm. And different things like that, and, and, and that has a very distinct sound um, of its own. So it's like, yeah, I mean, if you wired a power section in a Marshall with the seven zero two seven power tube, I don't know what that sounds like. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Are they big tubes? No, uh, six L six kind of sized. Oh, okay. Yeah. EVH rig for the 1984 album. That was just his Plexi on 10, I believe. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was just the Plexi straight in. I think there was some uh, harmonizer or. That would have been added still at the board at that point in time. Mm -hmm. It all went downhill after that. (laughs) <laughs> well then it was the plexi into a load resistor through a bradshaw rack recorded through an mm-hmm. h&h power amp mm-hmm. it was definitely a little more process sounding after the you know after the fact yeah true rob's tone zone what's up thank you just want you guys to know how much i appreciate the show to be able to get questions answered direct from dave is huge how about frank hannon and dave rude of tesla dave uses Friedman. Dave does use a pink taco, I believe. Maybe he has another amp too. Uh, yeah, those are good, uh, good ideas. Um, write them down, Mark. <laughs> I am. I might be able to get in touch with Dave Rude. Okay. Yeah. Cool band. Definitely. We'll make a list, and I'll try to go down some of it and see if I can get get some of these new guests in. Yeah, I um I saw Tesla open for sticks and Def Leppard and oh, yeah. uh and Joe Elliott lost his voice so the singer from Tesla had to come out and sing for him oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah sadly we left because <laughs> we were uh, like okay enough of that um let's see B sharp another one thank you looking at the BE50 and the BE100 how big is the difference in low end punch at moderate live volumes uh not that much difference i mean the main the main differences you have are the you know the the clean channels are different you can get a good sound out of it it's the same transformers we use in our small box amp exactly okay i think there's a missing super chat from um nick bukla buku valis sorry if i can't find it um, he says, Dave, would you ever consider making a three channel version of any of the 20 watt amps or ones with extra gain and volume that could be used like a three channel amp? I mean, sure. 
I do that sometimes for people custom. Yeah, you can have one of those twenty like yeah. a JJ Junior or modded or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I do that custom a lot. Um will it become a product eventually? Maybe. Will there be a B E mini uh deluxe or something one day? Maybe. Um we will see. Okay. It kind of, you know, it's like um try to keep amps in different price points with different feature sets kind of mm. and you know as you go up the ladder you have more features generally speaking um it, it's interesting to look at it from a manufacturer and and like you know you don't want to make something that might necessarily kill your other you know higher end amps you know mm. Exactly. There's like this, just a lot of things to think of as a manufacturer. Yep. That makes sense. Gavin T. Um, I don't see your question. If I miss it, uh, I'll, if I can't see it, if I find it, I will uh, ask it for sure. Um, let's see. And then Nick. Oh, I got the question from Nick. We just got, we just did that. So, um, which was this one. Perfect. Robert Bogdan, Dave, how do you crank your amps from cleanest to dirtiest rank? Uh, oh, how do you rank? What did I say? Crank crank. <laughs> okay. In that case, that I'll be dirty. Um, <laughs> yeah. cleanest to dirtiest. I mean, I mean, the cleanest stuff we have would be, uh the runt 50 clean channel or the be deluxe clean channel that would be the ultimate cleanest things um but it, it goes the gamut because like in a b50 you go from the cleanest thing we have to also the hb channel which is the dirtiest thing we have and you even have a saturation switch so you can even add more to it if you wanted to uh so that amp like for instance is the largest gamut of clean to dirty <laughs> in one amp. Uh, B Deluxe is similar, but the clean channel, uh, B Deluxe 100, the clean channel is a plexi channel. So it can go anywhere from really clean to semi dirty and everything else, you know, with the other channels. So, you know, next up from, I mean, the clean cleans, you have the, you know, the Dirty Shirley Twin Sister era, you know, or amps, not era, um, amps. Uh, they can be totally clean to semi-dirty. They're great with strats and tellies and things like that. Um, they're good, fat, classic kind of amp. Awesome. Good rundown. Um, RC Dad. Sultans of Wing. <laughs> uh, to my ears, you're, the small box pedal sounds best with the volume knobs at around two. Why is that? Is there a bright cap on the volume pot? Huh. No. Uh, just because that's where you like it. Uh, you know, how the pedal sounds is very dependent on what you're putting it into. 
So that might not be the case. Let's say if you go into a Fender amp that has a bright cap on the channel on, you might actually go the opposite and those those presence and treble would be down low because the, the bright cap adds, as you push into that, adds a ton of brightness to the pedal. So it, it would depend on what, you know, your, the pedal's going into. Yeah. Um, and I believe, yes, Dave was talking about the Bark at the Moon album. Correct. Um, first Aussie. First Aussie with Jake. Yeah. DC says, Mark is loud, tough to hear Dave. Is anybody else having that issue? Let me know. Really? Before we get off the air. I mean, everything's the same on my end. Lots of level going in. Yeah, I don't know. Um, sorry if that's the case. We'll try to fix it. Um, I mean, I know it's not on my end because I see the levels. It's the same as it always is. Yeah, mine too. Uh, the Axis Bold Super Sticker. I don't know what that is, but thank you. I don't know if you have a question. Uh, Tyler Britan, um, thanks. Does Cantrell ever boost his rhythm tones with an overdrive, or is that kind of achieved by running the Mad and Pissed Amps together? No, he doesn't boost the, with the overdrive tones at all. Um, in fact, his gains are about six on both the amps. So he has a BE channel, and and the and the pissed amp is a saturation on the JBE sound. So, um, but the gains are at six. So, definitely not. Doesn't even do the gain that it the amp has. Um. Don't read into things here. Uh, we just haven't asked Reinhold to get into the show yet. So uh, you see, getting on the show isn't that easy. What wonder if he won't do the show? No, we just haven't. We just haven't asked Reinhold yet. So no worries. It takes time to get these things set up, you know. And I do have a day job. <laughs> I do too. Yes. <laughs> we both have day jobs, so uh I I can't focus on the show. I have a day job uh, of, you know, like 6 days a week, 20 hours a day. Yeah. yeah if you sure. think about email, well, maybe a little less than that. Maybe. I do sleep for 8 hours, so. Yeah, and I'm I don't know about you, but I deal with people overseas too, so I'm always dealing with people from Europe and Asia. So, I mean, I go to bed at 10 or 11. I'm up at 6 a.m. Yeah. Uh, I answer emails till I go to bed a lot of times. And again, starting in the morning with coffee. And yet we still and have a day. And we'll still have 300 people watching the show asking questions. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is great. Um, I love it. Uh, Mike Billison or Bilson. Uh, any thoughts on a Mark II, no more tiers with more options? Uh, I'm going to do another version of the wah eventually. Um, there's some, a few little things I want to fix on the old one and more options. I'll have to think about the options, but there, eventually there'll be a second one coming. There he is. Cliff F U. <laughs> What's up, Cliff? Uh, Cliff Fu. Dave and Mark, can you tell exactly what rig George Lynch was using for a million years solo live with Oni? 
on YouTube and what is your guys' opinion of that performance and tone? I don't think I've seen it. I don't think I've seen it either. Um, I'd have to look. I, I don't know what era is that. I'm not sure when that was. So, hmm. um, a million years so alive with Oni. I'll have, to, I'll have to look at it, man. Yeah, me too. Not sure. But again, thanks for entering the, the uh, contest, and I'm really glad that you won. Uh, super cool. Here's one from Josh R. Hey, Dave, what do you think of the Marshall Studio Amps, the 20-watt Plexi? Uh, it's really good, man. Um, it can be made slightly better, uh, which I've done for a bunch of people. Um, they're a little on the bright side. There's a way you can kind of smooth it out a little bit and uh a couple wrong values or well not wrong values but choices of values that we change um but they come out great they sound really good okay bb confirmed your audio is good too so it must be people what you're watching on i mean it might have been why i backed away before or something maybe they saw something i don't know yeah uh, Roger Dat, thanks for your time today, gents. No problem. Dave, loved my stock BE100, but scored your SS100 with orange cap mods done by you. Why is the SS100 so dang freaking epic sounding? Did I just get lucky? Orange cap mods done by me. Hmm. I don't know what you mean by that, but okay. Oh, hmm. um, you mean like little picofarad caps that are orange? Uh, that must be what you're talking about. Uh, it, you know, it, it's it's not that far off from a BE. It's it's just slightly voiced differently. I mean, um, and it's cool. Yeah, it has a little more of a plexi-ish vibe to it, so to speak. Hmm. Tom A. Hey, Dave, I'm getting into modding amps. I picked up a Jet City 20. Can you give me some tips on what mods to do? Would you share a schematic? Huh. I'd say I email them. I don't think I have a schematic, and uh, or there, I'm sure there's one available online. Uh, and as far as tips, well, I mean, like on the old Jet City JCA 20s, I used to put a BE channel in, but um, I mean, I'm sure you can find that information out there, what that might be and look like. Uh, you know, good good places have a headfirst uh, amplification um, Facebook group. Uh, they have lots of people doing all sorts of stuff to amps and stuff, and that might be something that they can help you out with even. Mm. Okay. How about Steve Brown from Trickster? Saw them live a few months back, and he sounded great. You know, Yeah, sure. That's an option too. I, I've never, I never listened to Trickster. I think I used to know him. Yeah. So long ago I can't remember though. He bought a guitar from a friend of mine. Then returned it. Great. <laughs> 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 he didn't like it. Um so let's see. Uh Dave, please make the V2 Wa auto return. Oh. Okay, you're one of those. <laughs> I'm one of those people too. <laughs> Uh, let's see probably uh, not going to be that 
Dave, thoughts on the new Marcus King orange amps made in the USA? I don't know anything about them at all. Yeah, I don't even know who Marcus King is. I do, but but okay. um, <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, does Dave think the mini Jubilee can be made better also? It took me a while to warm up to the amp, but I love mine. Sounds killer. Uh, you know, everything can be made better to some degree, but the Jubilee circuit is kind of a certain circuit, and it's, I, I, I mean, I've never really messed with it. Okay. All right, well, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, oh, we got one more super chat thrown in. Just for all, it depends. <laughs> Thanks, man. Wait, I, I got a few it. other maybe little things, too, here. Uh, okay. It just okay, it depends. Uh, anything guitars and amps? Two questions. Dave, thoughts on Hammond Power Transformers, et cetera, from Canada, and thoughts on Lynch Hot Mod. Lynch Hot Mod sounds great. Um guy that runs the company is really cool um and the uh the hammond power transformer all the hammond transformers are really quite good so um it's nothing to shy away from there um what else let's glance i'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of the list okay <laughs> uh, robert bogdan's asking mark what's your day job if you don't mind answering no, I'm fine. Um, I, I am a consultant um, in the healthcare field. Um, I work with pharmaceutical companies and uh, I do research, uh, marketing research. I provide data to them and I work on the commercial side of the business in the healthcare side of the business. So that's, I've been doing that for over 20 years. So that's, that's what I do. Um, sounds boring, right? And doesn't really sound like I'm in sales, let's just say. I sell my company's services. So thanks for asking. You can't get to the bottom of the list. <laughs> you can't get to the bottom of the list. Uh, uh we got Dave. I have a 2006 SLO 100 that's never been serviced. I think it still sounds good, but do you recommend it be serviced? It'll go to Jeff Bober. Well, if it still sounds good, why? I mean, if it's still working well and it still sounds good to you, there's no point. Yeah, I agree. Just it's leave it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you could you could clean tube sockets or jacks or things like that, uh, you know. But uh, if the tubes are functioning fine, then I would just leave it alone. And if the preamp tubes are fine, leave those alone. Period. And, uh, I mean, if you have to, uh, yeah, just leave it. It's good. Yeah, I, okay. Oh, here's one. Uh, Jeff Capobianco, uh, Dave preference and output transformer, Mercury or Habor or capacitors, F and T or mod. Um, Habor for me all the way, hands down. Um, I, I think they're far superior sounding to the Mercury. Uh, I mean, Mercury's a good, well-made transformer. Um, I just don't think it sounds like old transformers. Um, and as far as capacitors, uh, you know, to be honest, F&T and mod test the same. Uh, 
so the mod caps are quite good actually and they test really well and they performed really well i use them in repairs a lot so you could go with either i would say go with the mods actually okay all right um i have to schedule to the bottom <laughs> all right good i have a, a list of guests that are coming up soon that i'm going to be booking for our next show uh which probably be will in like two weeks or so i'll work with dave we'll figure it out but we've got um rob cunningham from diodario we've got dr dan um dr dan amps in canada yeah and then shay monomyth um also uh to have on and then uh so one of those guys will be the next one to come on and i'll work on on that and then we'll have more coming soon yeah so, cool all right i hope everybody has a good weekend uh anything else dave um no i think that's it all so right. guys go to sweetwater uh if you want to buy anything including a pick <laughs> Yeah, check our link. Please. Use our link below, and that helps out the show. And also, I think uh, we have a store with T-shirts and stuff. So, um, yeah, check out our T-shirts too. T uh, check out our T-shirt store. You can get a Depends shirt. It depends. Yes, I, I'm also going to make some other ones. Like uh, that's cool because I, I think I say that like at least fifty times a show. So, <laughs> uh, I may add that one. So, but check out our T-shirts. And mugs and stuff like that. I still want to make the one that the George Lynch quote one. I know, I know. We may have to wait till this climate dimes, but it, it it might not be appropriate for all. Yeah, should there should should there be a uh, in the store a, a NSFW? But uh, you know, right. <laughs> put a just big disclaimers. What was it? Uh, what what was it? Blow blowing a tranny. Yeah. Have you blown a tranny yet? Have you been, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, with a picture, you know, a picture of an amp with smoke coming out of it. Right. <laughs> I think that'd be classic. It would. It would be great. But uh, I, you know, it gets. I don't, don't want to get canceled. Yeah, it would get some heat. There is no yeah. doubt about it. No doubt. Probably. Uh, not. Not too good. Well, anyway, guys. On that note, have a great weekend. All right. We'll talk to you in, in a couple weeks. Take See care. you guys later. All right, bye.